A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to part two of this week's Clash of the Titles, the podcast that for the month of October pits two horror movies with lots in common in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. That's right, it's our Halloween countdown that is... Shocktober! We spent Monday's episode looking for love among the stars at the school prom in 1976's Carrie. And today, we're looking for a cure to growing a tail and eating the neighbourhood dogs as a pair of outcast sisters deal with the fact that one of them may well be turning into a werewolf. From 2000, Ginger Snaps. So, uh, Fitz, I think we should get together. No. Out by 16 or dead in the scene, but together forever. United against life as we know it. Let's get out of here. So, which film in this week's Horror High School Showdown will be victorious? We'll have a winner at the end of the show, so let's get it on. Welcome to Clash of the Titles. Release the Kraken! Hello, Clash Potters. High school, just a mindless little breeder's machine. I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crompton. Chris. <laughs> Wow. Not even I'm now really stopping it down. It's it's efficient. It's also weird. <laughs> Welcome to part two of Carrie versus Ginger Snaps. As you well know, at the end of this episode, we have the verdict where we will declare which is definitively the better film. But before we get into this episode, it's time for a dip once again into the digital mailbag and a review from one of you to make us feel better about ourselves. Read <laughs> by Chris Tilly, a.k.a. Chris Tilly. They don't always make us feel better about ourselves, let's be no, honest. Not always. Um, not always. But we, we try not to read. All of those. Uh, it's from Rob T two four seven, who says, "My favourite pod, Cott, is a brilliant, down to earth, funny, geeky, almost educational at times movie pod. Great concept, excellent range of movies. I love the chemistry between Chris, Vicky, and Alex, and the group dynamic. Each episode is well researched. Such a waste of time and full <laughs> of little snippets and insights into the movie or the actors. It's my absolute fave every week. Five stars. Thank you, Rob T two four seven. Didn't someone call us out on Twitter the other day because of us being bad mouthing media studies? There's a media studies teacher who plays this podcast or recommends it to <gasps> I a wasn't student. You, yeah, no, you, you did. did. No, I, you I, said it was, I no. took an A-level in it. So did you, didn't you? I, I, I oh, had, no, you did science. I had no skin in the game. It was muggins over here. You said it was a, It was impossible to not get an A or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He said he wasn't sure how his media study students, A-level media study students, were going to react to hearing that oh, on a no, pod Chris. that he recommends. You've got a responsibility, Chris. But as I said then, as I said on Twitter, as I'm saying now, 
It's still better than Latin. <laughs> sure. I wasted five years of my life studying. Uh, uh, thank you very much for playing us as an educational tool. That blows my to mind. Your that titillates the hell out of me. <laughs> <sighs> uh, they are students. They're children. <laughs> At, at no, but it's fine because it means lightly amused. It's not a problem. <laughs> uh, right then, on Monday, Chris was... No, V! V! Uh, Chris was listening? Done? Oh, wait, what have I done? So on Monday, V and Carrie killed off poor old Nancy, Alan, which means today... This was a long, long day. Chris <laughs> is dealing with a girl who becomes a bit of an ass howl. Oh, snaps. my God! <laughs> boom, boom. Chris, take us on a journey. Ass howl's good. Yeah, yeah, all right, fair Thank enough. You. Thank you, Chris. Okay. Thank you. Ginger Snaps is a movie about a girl who won't let her sister be. Sure, Ginger has developed mood swings and lustful urges and a tail, but she's just being her. That teacher was annoying, so he got what was coming. That boy was disrespectful, so he got what he deserved. That other boy was a drug dealer, so sealed his own fate. And that janitor, well, um... Too, too bloody nice. Uh, anyway, fucking down her top. Well done for getting rid. Uh, meaning Ginger Snaps is a superhero origin story sh- cut short by villainous sibling. Discuss. Okay. Vicky, when did you first see this? I can't remember, but I've seen it before. It was on the telly. I remember there was a huge fuss. So I was like, I must see this film. And huge fuss. I remember, I kind of, you know, like you've got to see this kind of fuss. Okay. Uh, so whenever it would have come out, really, but I didn't go to yeah. cinema to see it. It's weird that you say that. I remember there being a bit of a fuss there about this movie as well. A big fuss? Not a big fuss, but it was one of these movies that people were murmuring about. Yes. Like, oh, you've got to see Ginger Snaps. You've got to see Ginger Snaps. This really it. interesting werewolf origin story. Yep. Different take on the werewolf movie. I watched it when when I was living on Lewisham Way with uh, well, your, maybe we watched it together. your current, as this goes out, husband, Mark. Um, <laughs> Did you? I didn't watch it with you and I certainly didn't watch it with Mark because I was like, I'm going to watch Ginger Snaps and uh, I, he may have well said, uh, it's too episodic. But <laughs> he certainly didn't, he's wrong. He certainly didn't want to watch it with me. He was probably watching Suspiria for the 27th <laughs> time. It wasn't on his shelf of VHSs. Um, but I watched it. And I didn't love it, I'll be completely honest. I thought I was going to like it because of this fuss. Um, And so I was excited to watch it this time. Yeah, I watched. I missed the fuss. Oh, there was fuss. Ooh. Have you not heard about Plenty the fuss? Of fuss? I missed the fuss. So I watched it one year between a fright fest and a fantastic fest. Right. I know that that was the time frame. Sure. Uh, which is about a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's it. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then I watched it again uh, this week. And then promptly lost all my notes and had to watch it again. Oh, love. Which was super annoying. That's a nightmare. I thought, I thought your synopsis was brief today. <laughs> I just sort of just went, blap, there it is. Uh, but also super useful because I could see that it was cleverer than I realised the first time. I was able to check things the second watch. So uh, I will get into them once we talked about a bit of background. Um, so in January of 1995, uh, director John Fawcett approached screenwriter Karen Walton with a premise for a screenplay. As Fawcett puts it, I knew that I wanted to make a metamorphosis movie and a horror film. I also knew that I wanted to work with girls. That's basically how it all started. Uh, He said that at the time. He's spoken about it more recently. Turns out they were boyfriend and girlfriend when this happened. So they were working together, a true collaboration uh, between this couple. It's interesting, isn't it? I read that quote and I was like, yeah, this does smack of wanting to make a metamorphosis body horror movie as opposed, if I can be so bold, to necessarily a werewolf movie. There's a lot of ideas happening yes. here. Fair, uh, that's fair. I, I, I'm going to come back to this theme because I, I, I think it works in many respects. I think the werewolf bit feels like an afterthought. Uh, Walton says, John and I talked a lot about working together. We just had to try and find an idea that appealed to us both. Initially, I didn't want to get involved in writing a horror movie at all. I generally find them very disappointing as stories and pretty predictable and frustrating in terms of the depiction of females. Mm -hmm. But she thought she could do something with that. Uh, The story developed into this satire of suburbia, tapping into being a teenager and feeling like an outsider surrounded by mindless sheep. Uh, This is uh, Karen Walton talking again. The film is primarily about subverting the final girl trope in horror movies. It was important that the power balance shifted and Ginger becomes the alpha male. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of casting, um, Emily Perkins and Catherine Isabel showed up on the same day in Vancouver when they're running out of time to cast their two uh, lead sisters. Uh, their auditions were taped, sent to Toronto, and uh, basically the production couldn't believe what they'd found. They had their two actors on the same day. Um, and I've watched their online, or they're certainly on the DVD of this that I've got. The auditions are really good. 
And I think one nice thing about this movie is they don't look at all like sisters, but I never for a second don't believe they're sisters. I feel like... Are you joking? No. Are you being serious? I Yeah, no. Of course I'm not. <laughs> what? Wait. I am. Uh, what? Wait, come back to what? So I think... No, sorry, I, th- I didn't mean I, to sound that as, as callous. Do you think... Do you really think they're like sisters? I think they act like sisters, big time. No fucking way. <laughs> cool. <laughs> this film is a queer love story. Fact. Back to front fact. But for whatever reason... They've been portrayed as sisters. Right. I don't think they are in any way sisterly towards... Apart from the fact they don't look a fucking thing like each other, but whatever, yeah. you cast who you've got and who's best for the role. They're not sisters. They don't talk to each other like sisters. They don't act like sisters. They act like lovers. That's fine. I don't know if it's because of the time. Or it's actually more subversive to go, yeah, 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 they're sisters. They're not sisters. That's fascinating because... I agree with Chris, but mm. that's because neither of us have a sister, and mm. we watch. Mm. I, I watched this, and well, I, I, I assumed like they were. I think maybe they, it gets a pass in a way that you, you you're not giving it because they are such outcasts because they have a suicide pact yeah. from when they were eight years old. So by loading on these very strange things, mm. it's like well, they have a sisterly relationship, unlike your traditional sister and sister relationship. Yeah, because of all these. Affectations. I get it, and I, th- I think it makes the film more interesting if you you're being told they're sisters, but they're not acting like sisters because there isn't a reason. You know, why are they outcasts? Because they're together. Why does everybody hate them? Because everybody else is straight, and so they're outcasts for that. But the film, basically, the film is saying on one hand these are sisters, but what is in front of you is not sisters. The casting, the dialogue, the characters at the end. When Ginger says to be, we're not even really related. She's trying to have sex with her court marked sister. They're trying to be together. I think, and so do some other people on the internet. It's a film about. Where have you read this? On the internet. <laughs> Who are you quoting? I actually don't know. Um, but you, you, you never for one minute think they're sisters. Sorry, but no. But it's good that they're presenting them as sisters because it's fucking weird. If a film tells me these characters are sisters... Do you think sisters talk to each other like that? I don't know. I've not really encountered many. I usually just meet one of them. <laughs> it's very stylized. the dialogue in this. It's certainly very 1990s dialogue. The, yeah, that's The language true. They, yeah. they use. But it's it's kind of that, you know, it's that teen dialogue that was so popular at the time. I of agree, people. yeah. It's a bit Kevin Williamson, yes. isn't it, in terms of... The, the snappy yeah. put downs of each other. It's just never to me. It's so. It's so. There's two. There's that reading, and then there's another, which both are valid. Which is, um, they're outcasts because they're lesbians to get. Or they're not. They're, they're queer. They they are. They're finding their way. They will sleep with boys or not or whatever. They they're getting their period super late. It's about them changing and not wanting to change and not wanting to lose each other because they just want to be together. Well, and one wants to change and one doesn't want to change. Yeah. I and that's pretty consistent through the movie. I just think what's right in front of you on the screen is not a sisterly relationship, which at first annoyed me because it's like, don't, that's ridiculous. But then I was like, oh, it's actually quite fun and clever because the film is going, yeah, yeah, sisters. But actually what you're seeing are lovers. Uh, Karen Walton said, it's like the cast walked off the page into real life. I remember meeting Emily and Katie and being almost in tears, thinking this is eerie how perfect they are. It gives me goosebumps. What a lovely moment for a screenwriter. Um, And this is what Katie said. uh, uh, This was more recently. She spoke to The Guardian. She said, we did three or four auditions together before finally getting the roles as the sisters. In real life, I was very much this bitchy teenager who hated everyone. So Ginger was a good fit. Uh, But Emily, who was a few years older than me, taught me how the film was tied to oppression, sexuality, feminism, and objectification. Through her wiser eyes, I learned how important this story was. And it does feel like this film has been important to a lot of people. Yes. A lot of young ladies. Yes. Not for its depiction of sisterhood. Mm. Not for its depiction of werewolves. (laughs) So let's get into it, shall we? So we're in the suburbs, Bailey Downs. uh, And I think the idea here is this story could be playing out next door. Yes. Um, yeah, although in shot, I thought I, could, I was like because I couldn't remember this movie. I was like, is this in the UK? It looks like Leeds. It, lo- it really does. <laughs> it looks like the suburb of Leeds. I was like, that pylon looks English. That's a very English pylon. Uh, a toddler finds a, 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 a 
clearly fake poor in a sandbox. Uh, Mum finds dead dog Baxter in the garden and she screams her head off. But the kids play enough ice hockey in the street. Ignore her. Everyone ignores her. Yeah. Every a lot of a lot of horror gets ignored in this film. Yeah. People are turning out lights when bad things are happening. Well, she's uh, she's underreacting. If that was Simon, I'd be even. I'd be on my knee. I'd be like gunning for people. Yeah, of course. Go, I'd be going postal. Yeah, yeah. I've that uh, <laughs> a lot of foreshadowing in this film. Uh, on the TV, someone says, "Can this happen to a normal woman?" Uh, Ginger, what I like in this is wrists are for girls. I'm slitting my throat. Yeah, that's pretty hardcore. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because for an, for a movie that. Uh that opens with such uh, a love affair with death photographs and all these different ways they're pretending to kill themselves, it then shies away from gore quite a lot uh, as it goes on. You don't see much of the animal attacks. You see the aftermath of them. Now, it could be a budget thing. Mm. It's definitely a budget thing. I mean, they they shoot it in quick cuts, don't they? So you can't quite make it what's going on when the wolf attack happens. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so yeah, they're in the basement talking about their deaths. They've got this suicide pack uh, since they were eight years old. <laughs> Mad, um, since you were eight, out by sixteen. Oh, why? 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 What's like? Even their mum doesn't treat them like sisters. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I think it's a. I mean, eight. Are, are you? Are you? I mean, granted, they are very unique characters. But even then, you like emotionally at eight years old. Are you going? I ain't know what a suicide pact is. Yeah. I really fully understand suicide. I'm prepared to make one with my sister. Yeah. yeah, Out by 16 or dead on the scene mm. is the line. And so, yeah, as Alex said, we've got this, this photo montage of deaths, dead on a fence, under a car, in a freezer, in a bath, garden fork, suffocated in trunk, lawnmower, pills, poison, wheelbarrow, uh, bottom of stairs, hanged. I think there's one where she's underneath a garage door. Yeah. How did that death happen? As in, how did she get squashed? How do you how do you get split by oh, a yeah. garage door? Have you got me lying underneath it? That's it in a horror film. Yes, it but screams. she gets caught in the. Th- she gets. You're thinking of Rose McGowan's oh, death. Yeah, scream. She's not yeah. underneath it at the bottom though. You've got to lie underneath it for it to split you. For some reason, could the I chain break? It... Could the chain because they're automatic? Yeah, doors, but yes. potentially. But how does it get you like that? Wouldn't it hit the top of your head? <laughs> You've got yeah. to be lying down. That's true. Sorry, I'm just I'm asking the tough questions. I found the poisoning one really really upsetting. Like I don't know why. I think it's because they're. Like, oh, it makes me feel weirded out. They've set the table for tea and they look like they're in a doll's house and they're in the shed. And I just found that so upsetting. I thought it was really good. Um, um, I like Mr. Wayne's reaction in class. Yeah. He's upset. I'm surprised the class applauds them. I feel like the class would be sickened or pissed off with them. Yeah, but they're leering because the boy says the boys are leering. Yeah. yeah. So that's why they would clap, I think. But yeah, I don't know why the girls would clap. It's mm. weird, isn't it? Because if you sort of compare that scene to. Carrie's classroom scene at the start and she's obviously the outcast and the class isn't it Tommy goes you suck or something you know she is she is not loved by her classmates whereas here it goes for completely the opposite beat for for now until they're playing hockey and then doesn't everyone hate them yes Ah, it's because girls isn't it It well I'm sorry I take this very seriously don't smoke while playing hockey It's very weird seeing hockey in a film. I'm, I'm just not used to it. I was thinking it, of you the whole time. Well, it's, I'd forgotten it was in it. It's like, because it, it is a sport that gets dumped on, unfairly, I think, because I think it, it's sort of a wuss's sport, whereas it's actually Are you really. It's savage. I know. It's football with a fucking weapon. I've yeah. broken so many bones playing hockey, but it kind of, you kind of get laughed I only at for played playing hockey. I've played hockey for like year seven. Why would you make a year, a year seven child? You've just arrived at secondary school. They're like, here's a stick. Here's a weapon. This it's, massive it's, girl's going to hit you in the ankle really hard. <laughs> I'm pleased we finally crossed the threshold into hockey chat um, <laughs> I've been looking forward to this I'm done moment. with it by the way it's a very boring subject it was brief but it was lovely it was informative <laughs> have uh, you ever played hockey? no we had to do it at school I remember girls had to do it at my school but oh, boys God. didn't we played rugby which was I'd have, I'd have much preferred hockey <laughs> yeah. no, I kept breaking fingers in rugby as well oh. I just kept yeah, breaking that's things because you weren't just standing away from everyone else <laughs> shivering and I was smoking a cigarette um Although one thing, just to back on hockey uh, chat, if I'm playing a game of hockey, oh, I knew it. And there's a, I knew it'd go on longer than he said. That was it. That was the a massive one. <laughs> I would notice it. Yeah, yeah, you would. Someone, no one seems to notice <laughs> until she gets a oh, dog. I mean, famously, dog in the playground. That was a chant that went out at school when there was a dog around. So a dead dog is double that. Yeah. Uh, Trina knocks Bridget into the dead dog because maybe she overheard them calling her a cum bucket slut. <laughs> oh, it's pretty intense. Woo! Good. Uh, janitor gives Bridget a towel to wipe off the blood. Um, janitor. 
He doesn't look down at well, all. Yeah, that's what uh, Ginger says, though. She's like he was looking down your top the whole time because she's a jealous obvious. girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, but um, I'm starting to come round to it. She also <laughs> says that Sam is trying to shag Bridget, which he isn't. So hmm. she's lying. Yes. Ginger's a liar. Um, Bridget suggests they kidnap Trina's dog and make it look like it was eaten by this beast that's in town. Um, yeah, I'm not comfortable with all of this. I'm not comfortable. She There's kicks, a lot of dog death. She yeah. kicks a dog at one point she as does, well. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's barking at her, but you, just, you don't kick someone's dog. Fact, it's not allowed. It's right. not accepted. A guy kicked Simon once. No. He was a puppy and he was like, oh. he ran up to this guy. I think he, the guy had de- like what he deemed dangerous dogs. They were on the lead and Simon shouldn't have run up to them. Yeah. But he did boot him and I froze. Him, you think? If you're looking at it through a, a rose-tinted lens, let's say that, but you yeah. still don't kick a dog. Don't but... kick a puppy, especially. Exactly. Oh, I, I froze. You didn't do anything. Natty went, fuck off! <laughs> Good! I was like, god damn, I need to be better at life. <laughs> yeah, that I had the same situation with, with my ex and that dog and the dog. I didn't know what to do, and right. she went ape shit, Gemma did. Yeah, yeah. see, I, I don't know what it is. Someone, I, quite often this happens hit to me. I just like, I'm like, uh... So you have no fight or flight, you just freeze, freeze. in place. It's a third thing that psychologists <laughs> have yet to cover. <laughs> flight, fight, or, or freeze? freeze? I guess, I, guess I, am, I Honestly, I'm an experiment waiting to happen. <laughs> I mean, it's slightly easier for the girl to have a go in that situation, because they ain't going to get hit. We're definitely going to get hit. And I think that's what it is. And I'm a lover, not a fighter. I think we might get hit, either. but we just do it anyway. I don't ever feel if I do that I you don't think oh it. I'm safe I just think oh, you ain't gonna get it, it. you'd be very unlucky for a bloke to hear I would wouldn't I yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Trina we see her insecurity here when she's around Sam which gives her a little bit of depth yes in, in the school bully uh, not much but um, it's there uh, family dinner what a family this is yeah. uh, dad He's just this empty vessel, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. I think he's. I think he's well drawn. Those yes. men exist. Yeah. yeah, no, totally. Anything for a quiet life. And Mum's fascinating. I mean, we'll talk more about her as she gets more interesting. But I guess what they're establishing here is they're quite hands off parents. Yes, they which live is, in the basement. Which is how the sisters have become how they are down there, cut off from the just getting on with whatever they want, really. And also, you smoke in the house people will smell it so clearly ginger is allowed to smoke and her parents go that's fine because mm-hmm. you can't hide that smell if you're not opening a window that's mm. uh we learn that they're three years late menstruating mad Weird. um when no did, one's taken them to a doctor <laughs> when did you get your first period alex uh it came on during the carry episode <laughs> <laughs> Plug oh, it up, plug <laughs> it up. Did it hurt? It was it was awful. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, yeah. The, the cramps are a real thing. They are a real thing. <laughs> uh, they find a dead dog, the third dead dog of the movie, and we're twenty minutes in. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, I was like, did you know? Are you picking movies just to see how I react to multiple dog death? Uh, I think uh, Ginger has blood on her. They think, and it's from the dog. No, it's the curse. She's got the curse. <laughs> her own body is screwing her. And then the whale attacks. As I said, it's a, it's a series of quick cuts. I think it's quite frightening. I think it's shot pretty well. Um, I think it's really good. Yeah. yeah, because of the. I mean, she's so the screaming is unbelievable. Yeah, and yeah. then when it drags her back as well, for, oof, that's really good. There's two really cool moments. One is where you see its weird form because werewolf design is interesting. If you like werewolf movies, what they've done with the design is always fascinating. You see just enough of its body just before Sam's van crashes into it that you're like, oh, that silhouette. That and the Polaroid photo that Bridget digs ah, out yeah. of the camera, I'm like, <sighs> yeah, it's good. scary. Yeah. Scary. Although the eye is very different to the eyes that Ginger has when she's a werewolf at the end. Ah. Uh, so Bridget saves her. As you say, Sam hits and kills uh, the wolf with his truck. Sorry, Sam is the drug dealer. Uh, we, yep. we sort of, he's not quite established yet in the film. But. He's not. He's, he's in it. He feels, if I can be honest, he feels like he's been parachuted in, maybe intentionally so, from American Pie yeah. into this movie. He feels kind of at odds with a lot of the other characters, even Trina. Like, you know, she's made, you know, like you say, she's got a bit of depth. Here's cookie cutter, cigarette behind the ear, cool drug dealer, drives a cool van, yeah. deals pop. But he is a nice bloke and it's nice that there's one nice uh, male is, character in the is film. He? I don't know if he is. He's really nice. He really goes out of his way to help these people. There's a moment. Which and I he gets killed for it. He, I think he, he earns his death by not immediately throwing Ginger off when she's trying to seduce him. I mean, he does it after 10 seconds, though. I mean, I I mean she has udders at that point, so <laughs> I'm surprised it doesn't happen quicker. We'll, we'll get they're to nipples, it. nipples, We'll get to it, because watching it... But she's s- got six. Yeah, but they're still nipples. Um, I think a, a female... a mammal. 
That was utterly traumatic. Yeah, but wolves, female wolves have udders. They have <laughs> nipples. <laughs> what the fuck is furry, going on? Furry udders. <laughs> I, no. Simon's a male dog and you I, didn't have to study it. I, I have nipples, Vicky. Can you milk me? <laughs> <laughs> but do I have... Well, I don't... It's not the milk what? that's the thing. Why it's are you pointing? <laughs> no <sorry>. point. <laughs> you dirty pillows. I'm so sorry. Were you going to call them udders? <laughs> Were you going to compare them to udders? Apparently that's what they are. I don't understand. <laughs> Whatever. Well, are, they, are, they, are they not? Um, <laughs> They I, they look udder-ish. They look like nipples. Fine, they're nipples. I don't mind. <laughs> uh, this is not, again, to use your most favourite expression, not a hill I want to die on. Fair enough. Nipples is great. I'm happy with nipples. <laughs> but it's just, they're just big and she's half wolf at this point is yeah. the main point. But well, we're not there yet. Yeah, we're not. Because we're in biology class and we're learning about an invader that consumes and destroys the host. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love it. It's fun. I mean, I feel like it, it's all a bit on the nose, yeah. but it's fun having all this stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, as Katie said of this, the female experience is perfect for horror. In puberty, your body forces all these changes on you that you never consented to. <laughs> then you are suddenly sexualized by the outside world, which you also didn't consent to. Ginger snaps <laughs> tapped into the repressed otherworldly rage that comes with that process. It was cathartic for me to allow all those feelings with Ginger. Yeah, it's brilliant. Like it's so clever, and you know, I can't remember what film we did. But it's like the joy of it is just like, oh, that someone else has noticed this thing. It's like Barbie or something. Mm. And when they're sitting in the nurse's office, and mm. she's like, it's every twenty eight days, <laughs> and yes, she will get hair. You're like, oh, it's perfect. It's like it mm. does work for the werewolf thing. I think the pe- I think you think the werewolf thing gets a bit muddy. I think the period thing gets forgotten about too quickly. Which is they've they've noticed werewolves is with the moon, and obviously periods with the moon, and so they've got brilliant, smash them together, and then maybe pick one of them and really run with that rather than trying to do both at the same time i mean i certainly when they go and see the school nurse i i I did go god it absolutely must suck having the same (laughs) thing happen to your body every 28 days as she Mm. says for the next 30 years give or take i was like especially especially if you get bad cramps or it's particularly painful some some girls it's not so bad yeah whereas others it's really bad, it's isn't really it? It's really bad. Yeah. It can just be. It yeah. can just be. You just feel like you can't move, or you do want to die. Uh, can we go back to hockey chat? I think I prefer. <laughs> I don't like talking about this. Like I know what I'm saying. Oh, I was trying say. to get it over to Vicky, <laughs> but you didn't. You went. Let me tell you about cramps. That's what it felt like. What you? Yeah, yeah I'm just trying to get it right. I'm trying. <laughs> At least he's trying. Yeah, fine. I mean, look I, at you two. You're I, a mess. I struck out with others, so I'm not getting involved yeah, you, at all. You done are we nearly done um chris thank you thank you for th- giving me the floor for a minute there to talk yeah about PMT. And thank you for interrupting vicky yep. no, no worries. <laughs> because you cannot bear it yeah, no, it's, it's fine a, a man pisses blood in this so it's parity <laughs> well no i i mean that is the film's version of we're going to give a man a period here yeah his friends think he's got a period and then his blood's coming out of his body I mean, where he doesn't want it to old thing said, but if men got periods you would never hear the end of it because they'd be like fuck me <laughs> there's blood everywhere whereas women are just supposed to be like well we'll just deal with that and no one will know and we'll hide it away and it'll all be shameful and all the rest of it. Mine would be, like, be massive. <laughs> Do you think we... Oh my, yeah, we, why don't we show off about it? That's so weird. I'm you like, could. I could fucking flood the place. <laughs> <laughs> Shark week. <laughs> I used to faint. It was that sore that it used to knock me out. Oh, Vicky. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because of blood loss? And the pain, yeah, at the same time. Jesus. Yeah, it was really bad. That's really common. I, I didn't know that. That's okay. I, I used to faint a lot when really hot rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I went to faint in an assembly and uh, Mr. Blank had to pick me up like a little doll and oh. carry me out. <laughs> Fine, lovely thing to do. Never, never, ever going to be viewed cool at, <laughs> at school after you've been carried out. Like, sort of like, An embrace, Just I like, a, like carrying a body. Well, the child, yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, love. That was from a nosebleed, actually. So, it was again, blood loss. There you go. That lad in my class who fainted when Rachel Ward got naked in 1984. <laughs> we watched the film 1984. She took her clothes off and he was off. He was down. Man down. Because all the blood had flooded yeah, to us. I, I mean, <laughs> obviously, that's what we all said. That was the joke we that's, made. But that, like, That's a compliment to him, then. <laughs> if it requires that much blood. <laughs> I'd have rather been that kid. Trust me, God. I didn't Get my say, dick's massive, so I fainted. I didn't, say, I didn't say his name, did I? I hope I didn't. No, no I don't think I no. did. No. All right. Well done, Chris. Um, so uh, Ginger's already giving into peer pressure here. She goes for a smoke. Um, this is where we get to meet Sam properly, the, mm. the dealer with a heart of gold. Um, he's confident to lycanthrope. 
in, he's sort of our expert. I guess he's sort of like almost like our Van Helsing coming in. Yeah. yeah or uh, Jamie Kennedy's character from Scream. Yes. Uh, we get the dog kick here. Uh, no, thanks. Um, hair grown out of her wound. She cannot have a hairy chest. <laughs> Vicky? It's a thing. I know. Not up there. I've got, I've got a really hairy chest. You do? We've established that many times. Vigilance, constant vigilance. Thick attracts moths. <laughs> well, um, they get stuck in the weave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vicky, how do you feel about mum's celebratory period cake? It's mad. I mean, and I'm all girls are young women now. Yeah, I'm from a British repressed, buttoned up family and we did not make me or my sister a cake but when we came on. Red all over it. No, I don't, I get, I don't know. I've never known a woman like that, but it is funny that she She's so chuffed, I suppose. Yeah, I, she's, I, she's a unique character. She's though. a brilliant character, Pamela, because yeah. she's odd, she's off kilter. She seems like a bad mum. Yeah. She probably is a bad mum, but she also feels real to me. The mum and the dad feel real. I mean, they feel a little bit like they might be out of a David Lynch film, which <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of this pays homage to David Lynch. Yeah. But... Um, I mean, it's the it's the it's the fingers discovery that really goes. Oh, she's that mum yeah. later, where it's like, oh, they're real, but I'm going to say they're fake because I don't trust you, my husband, yeah. and I'm going to protect my children. Yeah, and we've got the sort of sibling rivalry that they've been putting into the film here, where uh, Ginger says to Bridget, "You always wanted to be me." Mm-hmm. So we see that there's been competition between these sisters through the years. Lovers, lovers, not um, sisters. or both, or, or something, both. or something. Yeah. something. Something. Now we've got. Teen movie sequences. Uh, Ginger's now wearing a low-cut dress. She's strutting around school in slow motion. That's important uh, in this period of time. Uh, yeah, walking the halls. That's the scene. Yeah. <laughs> we all want to see it. We expect it. We get it. Uh, she's got a tail. Wasn't expecting that. That's yeah. a penis. Not cut, uh, that's blah. <laughs> um, there's a, I think there's a, a rubbish subplot here where Bridget pretends she's the wolf. It's an hour and 47 minutes, this film. I think you could cut 10 minutes with Bridget not pretending to Sam that she's the wolf. Yes. Because uh, it doesn't really go anywhere and it yeah. doesn't change anything. The payoff is him going, I know what she's... Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's the one with fangs. <laughs> I mean, do we need to talk about that? The fact that at no point does anyone go... Look at your fucking mouth. <laughs> like, you, you've you got, like, wolf's teeth. And people, like, she's sitting at the dinner table. Yeah. And also, weird, how many, ty- how many types of meat do they have at that dinner table? There's a scene later where there's a huge ham a big in ham. the middle of the table. Mm. Dad's eating a chicken thigh. <laughs> do you have a huge ham, that much ham, and then a chicken thigh if it's not Christmas? It's rude, isn't it? Like, weird. it's a mixed meat platter time. It's just a strange decision. Pick, Greedy. pick a lane. With your meat choice. Uh, Ginger goes with Jason now, who's a bit of a creep, um, the way he talks about women, but he's also just a bit of a teenage boy as well. He wants to get a shag, and he gets one. Uh, They get in the back of his car. Um, He makes the mistake of saying to her, who's the guy here? (laughs) Uh, And she says, who's the fucking guy here? And he asks... amazing. Yeah, she, she jumps... She gets on top of him now. He asks her to stop. She starts biting him. It's pretty horrific, this scene. Um... But it's quite clever where it goes. A little bit of misdirection, Good isn't it? Because you yeah. think he's dead? Yes. Oh, he's not. He's not dead. Um, no, I love it. I love the switcheroo there. Um, because it's not Jason who's dead. It's something or someone else, which we'll get to after this break. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's a dog. Yeah, a fucking dog, isn't it? Of course it's a it's dog. It's another oh, dog. This is the killed, is that our fifth? I haven't killed enough dogs. Is that our fifth? And this time, fifth? it's the sixth, seventh, eighth, even. I think we're into double figures. It's sad because that kid is playing with his dog, dog earlier and he clearly loves Norman. Let's give it its mm. name. Clearly loves Norman. And Norman. Like his face when he drops the bowl. And we don't, I don't think we even see Norman. Do no, we see Norman? No, no I don't think It's so. just his reaction to... shot. I mean, it, is it necessary at this point to add to your movie the trauma of losing a pet? if you're a teenage boy who clearly loves his dog and doesn't look like he has a lot of friends. He's not playing hockey with the other kids at the start. That's no. notable. So it's him and Norman and they kill Norman. You see his face. It's fucking awful. Bad. Black mark against this movie. But he wouldn't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to use the vernacular of the time, she feels wicked afterwards. <laughs> um, that's Because wicked is something we used in the 80s and early 90s. But in Canada, wicked is... Slightly different, but a very big word there. Are, right. you, are you saying Canada takes a little while to catch up to the rest no, of the world? No, they're using it a different way. They okay. sort of say stuff is wicked good. Okay. Whereas we just say it's it's wicked. Yeah, we're more efficient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why why use two words when you can just use one? Chris. <laughs> it was it was Lenny Henry who got me saying the word wicked when I was about eight years old. Okay. Delbert Wilkins, his DJ. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm. Spondicious as well. That didn't catch on. <laughs> <Ooh>. no. Jesus. <laughs> no. Um and she has given uh the the, the virus uh, to Jason via unprotected sex. Yes. That's new, isn't it, for werewolf movies? <clears throat> There's a lot going on, isn't there? Because the needle it's, and he's a drug dealer. It's quite druggy. You've infected someone. It's two thousand. He's a drug but... user. He's not the dealer, is he? No, but when you all this imagery, oh, I see. drugs, needles, infection, like the whole too thing much. Overtaken. Is it? Is it too much? I think I it might think be so. too much, and I think it's why towards the end of this movie, it kind of loses me a bit because you're dealing with so many different things, and what is the cohesive thing that you're meant to be caring about during the climax? I agree. Uh, Trina knocks uh, little sister over, so Jin just kicks the shit out of her. Oh, that was really harrowing, because that's felt a real. school fight. Yeah. It felt real. Horrible. Is this still on the playground? This isn't when Trina's visited the house no, yet. No, she, when she just gets on top of her, just starts smacking right. across the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to say, but I think it's during more hockey. It is, it, yeah. It is. It is. Listen, I really enjoyed Hockey Chat. You want to make it a feature? I mean, Vicky's got Inflation Corner. I'm happy to do a weekly like, hockey roundup. Do you follow it? No, it's really boring. Right, fine. <laughs> fine. Glad, I don't talk to you about it. Glad we workshop that. Uh, we learned about monkshood, which is a cousin of Wolfsbane and could be our cure. I looked it up. It really is a beautiful flower, right. but it really is deadly. Um, Sam makes it very clear he doesn't think of Bridget that way. He's a good guy. Um, I've written down something you've already said, and I was noting that fangs, fangs are becoming very pronounced here. Uh, so do you want to wait until Trina comes around to the house to just have a quick chat about if Sam is actually a good guy? Because Trina says something really strange. Really dark, yeah. yeah. Unless I've got it wrong. No, Trina, for... Seemingly out of like something that's happened to her, yes. And speaking from experience, she says Sam is a cherry hound. Mm -hmm. He likes virgins. Don't give him the satisfaction. Yes. Now, to me, not a good guy. Not a good guy. No, it's good. It gives, and it makes Trina sympathetic just before she's going to get it. Yep. Because she's confused by what's happened, and he's done that to her. 
So now she's like, oh, we're boyfriend, girlfriend or whatever. And she's misread that or been misled. Mm -hmm. And now she's uh, gutted, basically. And it yeah. makes him seem a bit more awful. But that's fine. I like that. Like, like he, can, he can be awful. Isn't and it, right? I'll be and honest with what I'm saying. I just don't think he's as good a guy. No. A cherry hound is my favourite dog. <laughs> it's a beautiful breed. <laughs> um, uh, so they're back at the house and Trina slips and cracks her head and dies. I don't know about that. I feel like we've seen that scene before, but it leads to some fun stuff. So they fool their parents and thinking they're taking another fake dead photo, which is very clever. Um, and sort of suddenly they're interested in what mum has to say to throw her off the scent. So she grabs milk and cookies, which again, this, this feels very David Lynch yeah. to me. Yeah. And then the dad says, do you not think something's weird? Something weird's going on. They want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> it's great. Uh, we get the line that girls can only be a slut, bitch, tease or virgin next door. Mm. Yeah. One for you, Vicky. I thought about this a lot. Like, I, do, I was, am I any of those? Well, I'm certainly not one of those things, but like. <laughs> I wasn't asking that. <laughs> yeah. like, we're all friends. You, you know that. Yeah. Um, I don't, that, that, and I get it from US high school movies, which you can only be these three things. And obviously your options. Four. Sorry, four. And yeah, of course, your options feel limited. But I never was one of those, or not yeah, all the time. You were, uh, you were Bridget. Okay. Slightly more outcast, but not in a, not in a, like, a dark, like, bullied <laughs> way. I just mean, I, okay. certainly the girls at my school who were in riot girl bands yeah. were of a certain, like, they were like, we are fighting against yeah. the, the jocks and the, the popular girls yeah. by... But did you like boys? This identification. I did like boys, yeah, but they were never... Because Bridget wants nothing to do with the boys, not no. yet. Just about very late, so not 15, is that right. right? No, I don't know. I was all very late starting in that department, but also I was like, look around me there are no boys in this town <laughs> that will do for me <laughs> I'm going to go to New York hello Blackburn that's the hill I will die on I was like I'm here oh fuck's sake <laughs> when did you first uh, realise you like boys 15 <laughs> uh, I describe myself as all sorts of different things but yeah I'm a big fan you, of boys you can be more than one thing you can, you can. as uh, we are constantly told uh, literal constantly. literal blue velvet here where she finds the fingers on the grass and as Alex said doesn't say anything uh, mum's Mum's got monk's hood in the kitchen. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's like what? Okay, yeah. I guess we get we got to get to the end quickly. I, I but... got it from a craft store yeah. because I needed it from a craft store, and it's deadly. <laughs> and it, now it's in the house. Um, it, it slows down a bit here, but we're just trying to get all the pieces in place. Um, Bridget makes ginger go cold turkey. Uh, ginger escapes and shows a guy her tits in the corridor. Mm. Oh yeah, and then gets Mister Wayne takes her to his office so he can die. Kills yeah. teacher. Um, janitor accidentally lets Ginger out he gets killed for his troubles mm -hmm. although was he looking down at top I don't know he seemed like a nice person he did he did but um, you know that mask of sanity could slip at any time but if we, and I do think he's a nice person this is the first time um, <laughs> uh, Ginger kills someone who doesn't deserve it in quotation marks <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so it, but that's a big turn for her isn't it She's she is a villain now who maybe has yeah. to die at the end of the film absolutely I've seen a lot of this film at this point and I'm looking forward to seeing a fucking werewolf <laughs> it's been a long time in a werewolf movie to go without a werewolf she tells her sister it feels so good like touching yourself and after Fucking fireworks. Sisters don't talk to each other like that. <laughs> but people that are familiar with each other's bodies in that way would. Mm. I just don't see it. So I mean, maybe I'm incredibly repressed, which is possible. So, But, but Ginger's a monster now. Uh, she's talking like a monster now. Chris, Chris and I talk to our brothers like that. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. I do, I, all I, the time. I, it's like fucking fireworks down there, fireworks. little brother. I, I talk to your brother oh, like that. I, 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 do you see how awful yeah, that is? Pete talks to me yeah, like I that. Yeah, I text James all the time with that information. <laughs> oh, Some, yuck. Sometimes just a gif of fireworks. This. A lot like this. Right now. Uh, James. I was a supernova last night. <laughs> you should be really offended. He's fine with it. Very, very liberal. Uh, so we are into the greenhouse party. Now, what, Fun concept for a party. A, yeah, I didn't know he was having a party. Seems a really yeah. a big mistake to have a party at your place with of business your, when your, your business drugs. is drug dealing. But it's a good location <laughs> yeah, it's good. for a party sure. in a film. Yep. Um, they think Ginger is in a werewolf costume. <laughs> Thank God, because she's... She's, she's on the turn. Um, 
Now we get maybe the most interesting scene in the film where uh, Mum has picked up Bridget, blames herself for what they're going through and suggests blowing up their house and leaving town, (laughs) including her husband and their dad. You came along and I had to blow the whole place up. I love this. Kind of plays out, again, this dual read. That's the scene where your daughter has gone, Mum, I think I might be gay or I think I might not be straight. And you've gone, I understand. I will do anything to protect you. Like, you can read it like that, I think. Sure. But if you, yeah, otherwise it's a bit odd. But because I think Mum has kind of had enough of a her, there's another read on like, Mum's had enough of straight life as well, doesn't want it. Because she's like, all men are the same. Your dad's hopeless. Let's fuck this right off. Yeah. She's had enough of dad. Yeah. He's a bad dad and a bad husband. I mean, it's, it's, she's literally suggesting to light the fuse on a new existence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ginger comes on to Sam here. And so, yeah, it was helpful for me to watch it a second time. Mm. I mean, it goes on for maybe five seconds, but he pushes her to the ground and, and shouts, get off me, I told you to stop. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Yes. Um, when you're having sex with a half werewolf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who, who then breaks your arm. Yeah. Um, and then you don't think, you know, I've been incapacitated here. I might sit out this <laughs> fight with an actual werewolf. He's brave. <laughs> he's, he's our hero oh, for a few seconds. He's, um, he's high. <laughs> uh, he, I don't think he's ever high, is he? I don't know. Don't get high. Don't get high. So Bridget shows up and sort of starts pretending she's going to join Ginger to try and lure Ginger home. But before she can do that, Sam hits Ginger with a shovel. Mum is now left in the car f- outside the party for the rest of the film. For the rest of the film, <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. Well, no, I think she goes into the party, but the last the last time we see her, she's wandering through a party with some finger Tupperware, which <laughs> is just a strange end for yeah, her Yeah, it's character. a weird end. It doesn't all line up. Uh, and now we've got the wolf. So this is how uh, the director, Mr Fawcett, describes it. I wanted it to be more skin and muscle than fur or hair. I really wanted to get away from the guy in a fursuit trap of other werewolf movies. I was going for a skeletal look. I wanted it to be more hellhound than werewolf, actually. Um, ours is a garden variety werewolf. It's not the mythological creature born under the full moon. Rather, it's treated in ginger snaps as a biological infection that grows from the inside out through the bloodstream. Fine. Some I, info for you. I know you, you, you no, like this bit. I, I, this do, stuff. I do enjoy this climax for the practical effects. I think they're great. I think the werewolf looks great. And hearing yeah. him describe it as not wanting fur, wanting it to be all sinew and muscle, absolutely Absolutely brilliant. It's a new take on something that we've seen so many different versions it's just, of. I like it. It's just, it's like you said, that just sort of affirms that the idea that the curse every 28 days, it's the moon because of your period, that's gone now because it's like, oh, it's in your body and it's just going to come out over a shorter amount of time. Well, I guess so, but like it is the date. They make it very clear this is the right date for it. Oh, Because okay. she's got the calendar, I think, from the period box earlier, which yeah. is nice. <laughs> but it, the presumption is that once she's transformed, there's no going back. It's, so. it's not back right. and forth, back <clears> and forth. Yeah. It's like because the other werewolf had been killing sporadically for over the course of a month so it doesn't seem like you no you're right you're right it's probably there's probably more of it in the prequel and sequel that i haven't seen yeah. i haven't seen it but i couldn't believe they existed <laughs> yeah. like I had, an, I had an idea there was a sequel but then the prequel the ginger snaps back like, i was like great i love that idea like why not set it in a like you know historical mm. time or whatever but yeah. like from dust till dawn yeah. Three. Shot, shot back to back, they were. Although in the third film, I think Ginger only shows up as a ghost a few times. <laughs> correct. That's correct. I mean, they didn't do... So I was like, I'm surprised. I mean, I, again, there was a bit of a fuss um, about this, but they didn't do much money at the box office, so they must have been don't big on home video. Yeah, don't need to when you're a video title like this. Yeah. Um, so it's quite a lengthy uh, climax here. It goes on for a while. Sam, Sam gets it in the neck. Basically, I think it's Bee's watching him be eaten because he's like, right, this is the plan. I'll go. And she's like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then the normal way that scene plays out is he's getting eaten and she tries to do something, but she she's too scared, obviously. Mm-hmm. But also another way is he's maybe getting something that he a little bit deserves if he is a baddie, yeah. which is she's just watching him be eaten. I think the moment where they're both, it's just it's a, it's a split second shot. He's lying against the wall, and on one side, a giant wolf is lapping up his blood, and on Fucking the other hell, side, this is Bridget is licking up his blood. I was like, oh, that's a cool moment because he's still alive at that point. It's and just mad. He's breathing there. like Miles Bennett in Terminator 2. I, I think someone's gone, <laughs> or he's gone. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Because that is a great death in yeah. T2. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We're, not, we're not quite sure why Bridget is drinking his blood. I think it's because Ginger wants her to join her. She's made that clear in the last couple of scenes. Yes. And so Bridget is trying to join her to stop her killing Sam, but she can't do it. 
and she says she can't, and it makes her sick. She li- the blood literally makes it's her vomit. Very, uh, it's a lot. And she says, "I can't, I won't." But I think, I think she's trying to save Sam here. Yeah, me too. It's, yeah, but yeah. Ginger just finishes Sam off when she when she when Ginger realizes Bridget won't join her. Yeah, she's like, "Fuck this, I'm killing Sam." But it's it's yeah, I think you're absolutely right with that analysis. I just think it's just a bit confused because. She is uh, infected now. She's so, already too late, yeah. So she must be, blood must be offering her the same thing it's offering Ginger. She must quite like it. So is this, mm. like, what? Is this her, her 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 mental capacity to overcome this virus inside her that's stopping her doing it? Because she should be like, this is actually fucking great. I think that yeah. is the explanation, but I don't think it holds water. No, I mean, this whole climax... It, uh, I'm just a, 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 a real stickler for things being quick. You want to believe... And understand exactly what's going to happen. First of all, there seems like a lot to do. You have watched a five-minute sequence where Sam makes the potion from the, mm. the, the, the flower. Took a while, heating it up, adding alcohol. That feels like when they're chasing around the house, they've still got that to do. And you're like, I know this climax is going to have to stop at some point for a make-the-potion moment and then return to what I'm actually enjoying. And the other thing is, she only got one syringe of it, and they're both infected. And I'm just... And she wastes the other one on that guy earlier. She seems very, very haphazard with these syringes and the rules of who's going to need them when. And I think on a basic writing level... She's walking down the steps and she's like, oh, I'm overcome. I feel ever so faint because I'm a werewolf or whatever. Oh, fuck, I've dropped it. And it's like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. Like you've, got, like, you've either got, it's not, uh, not much better, but something that was there before you trip over it, like, like seed it in. But you can't just be like, you can imagine the writing. She feels faint. She drops a needle. You'd be like, oh, that's so frustrating. Yeah. No. And she never uses it even at the end. It's no, it's, what's the point yeah. of it? She tries. So she's got the knife in one hand, syringe in the other, and she offers a syringe to Ginger yeah. and says, you want this? And then the wolf jumps on her, lands on the knife. Yeah. And so I did watch that a second time to see if she is purposely, if, if Ginger's got the choice here, I can live or die, mm-hmm. I can, uh, but I'll no longer be a wolf. Does she kill herself? Does she not? It isn't clear. And she looks like she's trying to kill Bridget. Yeah. But I like the ambiguity. You know, maybe she's made that decision. I'd rather die than kill my sister mm. or be cured. Yeah. Um, and it sort of, does it make Bridget the villain here? Because she won't not just, as I said in my intro, let Ginger be Ginger. Ginger's now this. And yes. she's happy. She yeah. likes it. She it's likes it. a giant wolf thing that's going to wander around killing more dogs. I mean, I don't know that she should just be left like that. There are some things that shouldn't maybe exist. I mean, she is being it's contaminated a horror by a virus. She's happy. Is she? She's found, she's discovered herself. Is maybe Ginger still trapped in there and isn't loving it? <laughs> well, that's what—that's the opportunity she has here to jump on the right. syringe, and yep. she doesn't. Yep. So uh, Bridget lies on Ginger as she dies, meaning ultimately Ginger gets her wish from the start of the film, which is to die in the suburbs. <laughs> Fine. End. The end. And then there's a really lovely tragic music, which I was impressed by mm-hmm. over the end credits. So, uh, favorite scene, Vicky. I, it's not my favorite scene, but I just did love the death montage at the beginning I forgot about that I think it's very good uh, but the werewolf attack on Ginger for budget it's brilliant like and it, they both of them are doing a very good job of being very scared but especially the screaming <laughs> I just thought it was really good and the, the, just that drag back's brilliant like you don't see that do you see that any other time in the film no so every, people just get bitten and that's it so anyway I just thought it was very good uh, so that's my favourite scene Alex. Uh, agree. All the wolf stuff at the end. I think the wolf is absolutely fantastic. Look, I'm a simple guy with simple tastes. If you're going to make a werewolf movie, you show me some werewolf and it doesn't disappoint. It puts it all there front and centre. It doesn't shy away like in the attack earlier. It's like, this is what we've built. We believe in it. Have a look at this. And I'm like, fantastic. Especially, I mentioned it earlier, those eyes. Uh, it's got lifeless eyes. Black eyes. Like a doll's <laughs> eyes. When it comes at you... He doesn't seem to be living until he bites you. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I found Ginger's death quite emotional at the end um, when Bridget's looking at their sort of life together, the siblings growing up together, and you're like, this is just a phase. They'll soon be through this if she just could have got through it and not died. And I love that because it's a dog dying and it touched me emotionally. But I think think it brought forth the tragedy of the story. Uh, Most valuable whatever... Alex. Special mention to Peter Kelligan, who plays Mr. Wayne. He has two scenes and he bosses the shit out (laughs) of both of them. He's so funny. But 
Um, I think my MVW, I was going to say Emily Perkins because I think she's very, very good at Bridget, but it's Mimi Rogers. I think that character Mm. is fascinating, funny. I want to know more about her. I wish she had more screen time and my change involves that. But yeah, Mimi Rogers is Pamela. And they basically sold the film off the back of having her in it. You know, she's name above the title actress. Yeah. Uh, Vicky. Catherine Isabel as Ginger. So when we said we were going to do this film, because it's called Ginger Snaps and I knew that one of the girls was called Ginger, my memory was, oh, I think she's a bit much, a bit, it's a bit rich for my blood kind of thing. And I am wrong. Very, very wrong. Like that dialogue is, it is irritating when you're a bit grown up and it is very like of its time, a bit try hard. But she just goes for it. And she, you have to, don't you? Like when you've been given those lines, like you just have to throw yourself into it. She is all in with it. And I do think she's brilliant. Like mm. it's a bit cringy the way that the sisters in quote marks are with each other initially. But sometimes when they're in separate scenes, she just is like the, the who's the guy scene. She's fucking amazing. So I, I don't know why I don't know her more from after this. Well, I've got, I'm voting for Katie too. And there's a film called America Mary that you should watch. Right. She is very, very. <laughs> Very good in that. She's brilliant. She's actually become a bit of a horror icon. She's in Hannibal. She's, she's made lots of horror films and okay. she's just a really good actress. Yeah. So she gets my vote too. And uh, what would you change, Vicky? Oh my God, that wig is driving me insane. The wig, the wig, the fucking wig. I can't watch Ginger's this film. Wig. Are you joking? What is wrong with you I today? I don't spot wigs. No. You can't miss. I'm wig work You cannot work. miss this wig. Right. Emily Perkins, in the screen test that Chris was talking about, she shaved her head. She got mm. a buzz cut, right? Mm-hmm. And then she wasn't sure if she was going to get a callback. It's a little film. It was delayed product. Sorry, delayed, you know, developments, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So not Ginger's wig, Bridget's wig. Bridget's That's what she just said. Wig. Right, okay, sorry. I, was, I thought you started with Ginger's wig. Right, no. Bridget's wig. So anyway, she shaved her head and then she gets a callback and she's like, oh, sorry, I shaved my head. And she looks very young with shaved hair. And so the filmmakers were like, it just is too much really for this character. So they gave her a wig. The idea is she doesn't look after her hair. She's not that sort of person. That's all fine. But there's points where it's her hairline is like on her eyebrows. And you can see the weave in the thing. You can't see her scalp. It's like there's points of it where if I was the character, Sam, you'd be like, I just want to pull it. Like, it's just such a bad wig. That I can't cope with. You know, if she was a person that wears a wig, what a character! She's like, this is my wig. Fuck off. Fine. It's but it's not meant. It's meant to be natural hair, and it doesn't look like natural hair. And I find it very distracting. And I know that's petty as shit. But there are some scenes where I'm just looking at her wig because I can't take my eyes from it. The other actual change is: wouldn't it be great to see a version of this where they just are teenage lovers and their fear is being outed, their fear is growing up and being visible? And when Ginger's, it's a weird, it's a good line of dialogue, but it is very weird where she's like. She knows she's coming on and she says to her sister, oh, if you catch me simpering around tampon machines, it's like, how else do you think you're going to manage this thing? Like, what is your fear of your period? But it's your fear of being like everyone else. And everyone else, I think, in this town means straight. Mm. So you don't want to be simpering around a tampon machine. But women don't simper around tampon machines. They just get tampons from them. They're not like, oh, my period is so amazing. Like, she's just nervous about growing up and being like everyone else because she's been in this very intense relationship with her same-sex friend for a while and now everything's got to change. So that's the version I would like to see. And then they can, you know, it's about putting aside childish things. They've got this childish, intense teenage romance and then they can love each other as adults and be visible and be out and be in their town and it'll all be fine. Maybe you need to make this film, Vicky. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure they did. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, if we're doing our changes, it is basically the version of this movie that we both want to see. And mine is not this movie either. Look, werewolf movies, I think, are, are one of the toughest genres in horror to get right. I, I think, you know, for every good werewolf movie, there's probably five or six that just don't make the grade. And look, if Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson, the Scream Dream Team, can screw things up as badly as they did with Cursed with all their combined talent, it's a tough genre to get right. I think this idea that John Fawcett had, this body horror transformation, is fine. I don't think it works for me and what I personally want from a werewolf movie, which is a werewolf, and I want her to have transformed earlier. I want to see the regularity of the transformation. I want to see them dealing with that. I want to see her using 
her werewolf abilities, a bit like what happens in Carrie with her telekinesis. I want to see her using her werewolf abilities to take out the people at school who've treated her and her sister badly. Uh, I think that's an exciting movie for me because I want a werewolf. I mean, you know, on a purely what is scary to me level, I find werewolves scary. And the bit where the werewolf stalks the guy around the tube in an American werewolf in London genuinely gives me the shivers. And I just think you've got a werewolf here and I like what they do with it at the end, but I want to see that thing stalking people in this suburban town. I want to have that horror of the idea that this malevolent dog creature is out there creeping round and death could be round any corner and the film don't do that. So for me, it's not the kind of movie that I wanted with a werewolf. I'll keep mine brief. Um, it's, I think the change is in the film. I think the end. I don't think the mum should tell us what she wants to do. I think the mum should do that at the end uh-huh. of the film. <laughs> uh, I think she should realise that what's going on with her daughters and have found out a way to maybe manage it, manage the werewolfism. Yeah. And so I think uh, I think um, Ginger and Bridget should fight at the end, and I think Bridget should. Tur- start turning or she's already turning Ooh, werewolf and so, fight and so yeah have a werewolf fight at the end and have the mum stop them and then take them on the journey go on the run with them <laughs> wait are they two werewolves sitting in the back of a car no <laughs> she's found a way to man you're not listening <laughs> eating wine gums <laughs> are we there yet so mum has found out a way to manage this right sorry I we can it. figure that out okay when we discuss the changes I, properly. I but. don't know. I think we should see two werewolves in a people carrier, Chris. I think you might have hit That's something fine. on I'm the in. I'm a, in. A nail on the head there. I've not I've not seen that in a werewolf movie before. <laughs> Make it happen. Lovely. If we're ready. <laughs> it's time. Uh, for the verdict. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! Uh, so I'm, I, I've sort of gone already, so I'm, I'm just going to jump in and go first here because, like I said, I've just, I just pretty much said it. Uh, I like Ginger Snaps, um, but I found the storytelling uneven, and by the end I'd lost the thread of what was happening and what the consequences were, and it didn't, for me, very personal, deliver what I want from a werewolf movie. Carrie is an incredible film. It makes me sad, so I don't enjoy watching it, but I can appreciate what a piece of work it is, so my vote is simply for Carrie V. It was actually closer than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. Okay. When I was watching Ginger Snaps for the first hour, I was like, this is so clever. That scene with the nurse is so, so clever. I absolutely loved it. But I think it just needs a bit of a cleaner through line. So there's the wolf stuff, the period stuff, the infection stuff, that B is in Ginger's shadow and Ginger is domineering and then she's not. And is it about one sister slash lover overcoming her more domineering partner and all this other stuff. And sometimes the dialogue in those scenes just feels a bit like we forced that scene. So it's like, you know, you always wanted me and no, you didn't and all the rest of it. It just didn't hit the way it should. So, and but as Mark Parsons said famously, Carrie is quite episodic for a feature. It's a bit telly, isn't it? Before the black prom. Is it episodic? <clears throat> no, it, I, I mean like... <clears throat> <laughs> Again, not Mark's word, yours. Yeah, it's not like... What I mean is it's there's not much going on for a feature. It's just high school okay, bullying. That's not what episodic means then. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a learning curve for you the last two weeks, titillating. Excuse you. Episodic. Excuse you. You sit the fuck back down. <laughs> I just... I really appreciate you learning normally you're the teacher fascinating <laughs> fascinating it started so, all right no i'm gonna do this now I'm not, it's fine it's just quite telling that if i make one mistake wow. two mistakes what does not do this now mean yeah you're right okay sorry anyway so uh is it episodic maybe uh, I, don't know. I don't know but anyway once you get into the black prom it's all amazing so but yeah closer than i thought but obviously carrie is just uh better so that's the winner for me so carrie is our winner but chris are you gonna make it a full house you can't kill all those dogs and expect to be crowned film of the week. <laughs> I mean, you've got to throw a cat in, for God's sake. Dogs don't like cats. I bet wolves don't. Kill a fucking cat. Um, Rabbits. Could be stables nearby. Also, uh, Carrie is incredible. Everything about it is incredible. I love this movie. Carrie all the way. It is three for three. Carrie is our definitive winner on the show this week. But... Of course, as always, you can have your say. Tell us how right or wrong you think we got it when the listener poll goes up on our Twitter at ClashPod. All right, let's look ahead to the next week of Shock 
Poba. And the clue Vicky gave on Monday was... This time of year is so commercial. Mm, so what are we doing? I don't know which one was first. Does it matter? Yes. Halloween. Mm. Halloween 3. Yes. Is it Season of the Witch? It is Season of the Witch, Thank which you. we will discuss that subtitle next week. Thank it's you so much. Interesting conversation. And is it called The Stuff or it is. Stuff? <laughs> so it's Halloween 3, colon, maybe, Season of the Witch. Correct. Yep. Versus The Stuff. Correct. That's absolutely right. Halloween 3 is available to rent on Apple and YouTube. On Amazon, you need a subscription, and the stuff is all sorts of places. And just, just go with them, you know? Not not all films are made the same. They not don't all have the same structure. I think you're nervous about Some, No, I'm not at all, because I watched them both the other day. I cannot wait. I saw the trailer for this stuff, and I was like, it does look very fun. I am it's deranged. so <laughs> excited about this pairing. This is why we do Shocktober. It's for pairings like this. Yeah. So, yeah, Halloween 3, colon, season of the Witch versus The Stuff. That is next week's pairing. Do your homework. Get Halloween 3 watched over the weekend ready for Monday because our countdown to Halloween continues next week. Uh, in the meantime, do subscribe on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get the pods and we will be back on Monday as we talk Halloween 3 season of The Witch. Have a lovely, lovely spooky weekend. Bye-bye. Clash of the Titles is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.